السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم It's a beautiful Tuesday morning on our program The Bliss of Marriage I see my beloved engineer uh, Haji Suleiman Esop Well, there's a listener saying here from overseas that uh, Molana, we were enjoying we enjoy the nut. I think that nut that you were playing, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's Kari Salim, am I right? Brother Salim from Mauritius, we studied together. Uh, I know him quite, quite, quite well, mashallah. He's got a very beautiful, mashallah, voice. Uh, I see the listeners from Mauritius says, Monana, we were enjoying that beautiful nut. Well, that's our engineer. He will be with me from now till 12-ish. Uh, that's Haji Suleiman Esop. And I want to welcome the listeners of um, uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. And I want to welcome all of our wonderful listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, uh, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Yes, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name, that's me. And we waiting for our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein Hafidahullah. By the way, today is the 27th of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1444. How's this? How's this, my wonderful listeners? Um, this coming week, Rabi'ul Akhir will be ending jumadal jumadal not jamadal it's jumadal ula will be starting inshallah how's that next week next week november is finishing haji suleiman esop yes first of december will be thursday yomul khamis am i right no yes first of december will be next week thursday Haji Suleiman Esop. Remember our WhatsApp number. Our WhatsApp number is 0847863132. Yes, next week Thursday will be the first. Not this week. Uh, today is the 22nd of November 2022. And of course, uh, our Juma del inshallah, will be starting this week. We're speaking about the 1st of December, will be next week, Thursday, inshallah. 0847863132, that's our WhatsApp number, international overseas listeners, plus 2784786332. Ustad, it's a beautiful, mashallah, Tuesday morning, the bliss of marriage. Welcome to the program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum ma'arafat Jazakallahu khairan Ustad, there's a sister that uh, she's crying And she says that Dear Mufti Sab and Malana Arafat I'm a widow Only 34 years of age My husband passed away uh, Three years ago uh, I'm getting proposals Mufti Sab But I still didn't let go of him Any specific du'as uh, It's so hard for me and my daughter Although my parents are here for me But it's not easy Ustad بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe 
peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You lost your husband a few years ago, and now you are receiving proposals and so forth. Obviously, you will think of him. You spent so many years with him. You had children with him or whatever. So Allah Ta'ala knows best. Now you want to ask what should you do for the future? So there are three things Islam teaches us. Number one, read with me. Let's say you got a proposal from A, B, C, and X, Y, Z. Now you are in a dilemma. So read the dua. Read it now with me. Allahumma, oh beloved Allah, khirli, khirli, what a kha, what a khir, khirli, oh beloved Allah, you select the best for me. Wahtarli, and you choose for me the hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. You don't have to sleep, you don't have to dream. None of that is sunnah or anything. It's just the opinion of some ulama. So you read this dua, same time what comes in your heart. Remember that is your decision. Allahumma khirli, wahtarli. And then you stick to that decision and you comply with it. Second one is your family members, your father or your brother or your uncle, anybody who's senior and they went through life, they know what is life all about. So the ups and downs, the vicissitudes in life, make mashura with them and then they will guide you along. And remember that for all intents and purposes, if you want to resettle, then you must get permission from your biological father or your dada, your paternal grandfather grandfather or your uncle, your chacha, your kaka, your father's brother or your own brother, biological brother. So that also is quite important. So one is istikhara. That is directly you speak to all One is shura, mashura. You discuss with your family members, the responsible members, the men and so forth. And third one is you keep on making dua. A Muslim continue making dua right till he or she passes away and remember dua is a wonderful weapon we all have Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu hadith mentioned in Mustadrak Hakim ad-dua usilah al-mu'min dua is the weapon of the believer so therefore each one of us remember we should use this weapon and ask Almighty Allah for khair and afia remember these two words khair whatever is the best for me for now in the future in the year after let that happen and afia afia is one word but it has an encyclopedic meaning so our health our wealth our iman our islam ya allah you protect it preserve it so that is what you should do and then you make a final decision after istikhara mashura dua and so forth and don't allow yourself to go into that loneliness and you know you just keep on crying and so forth so what will happen that's the time you you know in english what they say they say that the you know the idle mind is the devil's workshop so the idle mind is the devil's workshop so now when you're going to be alone and you're just going to cry and so forth then shaitan pounces and takes the opportunity that time to bring all negativity in you 
So once you feel like that, always read A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. Read La Ilaha Illa Anta Subhanaka Inni Kunduna Ghalibin. And obviously daily, starting today also, that after the program, after Zohar, after Maghrib, after Isha, or after sunrise tomorrow. So whenever it's convenient, but consistency is the key. Read Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Wadurriyatina Qurrata Ayun. Ya Allah grant us our spouses and such children that are the coolness of the eyes. So in that way there, all Mati Allah Jalla make easy for us. Somebody says, Mufti Sahib, that uh, it is such a thing as removing nazar from people. Elders remove nazar with sugar and eggs and other food stuff and turn it around and around. And a person with nazar like the Hindus and Puja is this Islamic Ustad. Remember here there are three issues. Is there a thing like nazar, the evil eye? 100% we believe in it. Almighty Allah teaches us in the Noble Quran, Nabi Yaqub alayhi salatu salam told his beloved sons when they left Palestine, Canaan, to go to Egypt, La Don't enter through one door, that and one portal. You must enter through the various, various entrances, doors and portals. Why? The evil eye must not afflict you. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam expounded and elaborated on that the hadith is authentic in Mishka Sharif that verily the evil eye is the truth so that is what we should remember as well and thereafter remember that one is sunnah and one is mujarrab mujarrab means people's personal experiments and experiences so what is sunnah to read Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressing Uqba bin Amir radiallahu an authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim Ya Uqba la yata'awwadu ahadum bi mislihima you will never find a better taweez and a better thing to read than these two surahs. Therefore, they are called Mu'awwithatain. Mu'awwithatain, both ways you can read. Mu'awwithatain, they will give you protection. Mu'awwithatain, you will be protected. Qul a'udhu birabbil falak. Qul a'udhu birabbil nas. Better than all the chilies and better than all the salt and masala and everything put together. It's kalamullah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala's kalam. And it has direct impact, definitely. The Quran Sharif, the entire Quran Sharif is Shifa. Surah Fatiha is Surah to Shifa. So that will be Sunnah. Second one in Bukhari Sharif, it is mentioned that Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah said, addressing the Sahaba and the Ummah by extension, obviously. So mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, the Master said, Nabi Ibrahim used to read the following dua for his beloved two sons, Nabi Ismail, Nabi Ishaq, meaning when they were very, very young. And I read it for Hassanain. Who's Hassanain? Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu an, Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu an, Siptu Rasulillah sallallahu sallam, the beloved Nawasa, grandchildren of the Master alayhi salam, A'udhu bikalimatillahi tamma, min kulli shaytanin wahamma, wa min kulli aynin lamma. Read again, 
A'uzu bikalimatillahi tamma. First part. I seek all my Allah's protection through the complete words. Min kulli shaitanin from every Satan. People, human beings are shaitan today. That and jinn are shaitan. Remember, Quran speaks of this. Shayatin al-insi wal-jinni yuhi ba'duhum ila ba'din zukhruf al-qawli gurura. So anybody invites towards batil and falsehood, human being or jinn, remember that the Satan and the shaitanic forces. So min kulli shaitanin wahamma and everything that poisonous and dangerous. And then the last portion, وَمِن كُلِّ عَيْنٍ And that is the evil eye. So you read it and you blow on your children, your masoom babies, infants and so forth. Very, very effective. Better than all the Tawises that does Molana and does Pirsap and does Sheikh give and that. The Quranic verses and the Ahadith Mubarakah. Third one is what we call Mujarrab. Mujarrab means certain pious people, certain awliyaullah, they tried it. So we will say it's permissible, but we will definitely not say it is sunnah or mustahab or something. They will take lemon, they will take salt, they will take masala and so forth and so on. So all this we will say permissible, but not sunnah, not mustahab. So we must be clear on all three issues. We believe in it, but we must read what is mentioned in the Quran Sharif, what is in sunnah mubarakah. People don't like to do that. They like short cuts, you see. Just cut one lemon, cut one dust, cut one dust, take you, finish. So now, that is the problem we have today. Somebody says, Ustad, can I take out life insurance on my husband? He is our breadwinner, Ustad. So when he passes away, then you will inherit in months of dwarf, in months of brood. Not permissible, haram it is. Let's say, for example, your husband is paying 5,000, 10,000, 20, 50,000 a month premium. And he said, upon his death, you will be the beneficiary. So what he paid, 100,000, for example, then, oh, 1 million he paid. The payout, nowadays people don't play with small, small amounts. They have amounts of 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million also I know. People got such policies. So the amount he paid into ABC company, so that will be halal. The rest of it, he paid 100,000, the 100,000 will go to the estate. The remaining 900,000 for the million, the remaining 5 million, 10 million, all that, beside the first 100,000 or beside the first million what he paid, everything else is haram. Why is haram? Because it's timar, it's gambling, it's masir, and interest and so forth. So therefore, absolutely haram. Our parents, our grandparents, great-grandparents were also in this world and they had much larger families than we have nowadays. This is the capitalistic system, the satanic system. Shaitan will come to you and promise you poverty. What will happen? Even you said it now. My husband is the breadwinner. So what will happen after he dies? So what happened to all the other widows 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 5,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago? That same Allah who nourished them, my father passed away in 82, my mother passed away in 97, Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus. 
So there was no insurance and all these things. We, the children, considered it an honor to look after our mother, to look after our mother-in-law, and so forth and so on. That is what Islam is all about. But the Satan and Lucifer and Shaitanic ideas will come that they'll tell you, no, that if you pay so much, then you will get so much money. That money will never bring barakah. It will always bring bigger and bigger musibat and bigger problems all. Absolutely haram life insurance. You only entitled to the amount that premiums were paid. <laughs> Anything above that, all haram, totally not permissible. I see there's a, there's a sister in hijab. She says that I have a proposal from Australia, Ustad. Of course, I am a girl in Parda. And the boy's family is requesting a picture from me. Uh, am I allowed to send a selfie? But only the ladies are going to see the picture uh, in Australia. Ustad, can I do it? First and foremost, they're already breaking the Sharia. You don't even know that. That you mm. must remember. Now they tell you, no, only we will see. Since when all that is permissible? And then you're going to go to Australia. You don't even know these people. Mm. You don't even know the family. When you have problems, where are you going to go to? So just forget it. Bad idea. And tell them no picture. And tell them not interested. Finish and clear. So you all think that Australia or New Zealand or Europe is a bed of roses. Come, I tell you one, two things of Australia, New Zealand. You were never made, first thing. You were never made. You know why? Because they're the maids, they come all whites, no? 90% of them. They work per hour. And per hour, you have to pay them and so forth. And they do absolutely nothing extra. If you tell them, yeah, you'll tell your mate, tatalo, fagalo, do this, do that. They do it, you know, stood and so forth. There, hour to hour, you have to pay and so forth. Your garden, all that must be month condition. The inspectors, they come around. If your garden, the lawn is too long, or your flowers are not trimmed and dust, and all, they got crazy, crazy laws. Straight away, they will find you and so forth and all this kind of thing. You won't fit in that society. And remember, Australia, the whiteies there, I can't say all, but I'll say majority, they're very racist. So <laughs> sit quietly here in South Africa and make dua to Almighty Allah. So remember, but that is my advice to you. I don't know you. I don't know your family. Mm. But if I, you are my sister, that is my advice I'll give you. Mm. She says that the, uh, the boy is uh, becoming a doctor. Yeah, very good. There's a lot of doctors in South Africa also. <laughs> uh-huh. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, uh, I am 28 years old, a male. Can I go see multiple ladies, Ustad, for proposals before I make my choice, Ustad? So why you don't say, Ya Allah, let me see one lady and get married. Mm. When I came home, remember from Karachi, so mm. I made Umrah and then I came home. So there I used to make a lot of dua with the help and mercy of Allah, obviously. So I just saw my wife and who became my wife and we didn't speak anything. And the same day I proposed that all that my sister told me that because in Durban my sister is married there, then I got married there, same place also is Pingo Beach. So I, she said, how can you speak that that, that you get married? And our parents don't even know and so forth. I said, okay, let's phone them and so forth. So this happened. Then next day my father-in-law came. He was gone in Jamaat somewhere. So before I could propose that he already is kissing me and hugging me and all these things there. So do like that. Say, Ya Allah, I want to go and make the first one the best one. Finish and clap. Otherwise, how many samosas are you going to eat, my brother? <laughs> go by A, one samosa. 
Then go by B, another five samosas. Go by X, another 20 samosas. How many samosa runs you will go? I know of guys who went 20 samosa runs, 20, sure. 39, 30, and 29 samosa runs. I know of people like that. So why you want to make life difficult? Go into sajda and cry to Almighty Allah, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina quratayun. See, brother, I don't know you. But you know what you're suffering from. That's what I'm telling you. Mm. You're suffering from, you want specifications. She must be five mm. feet, six tall. She must have brown hair. She must have green, green eyes, blue, blue eyes. She must be dory, dory. She must be white and fake complexion. And she must be thin and slim and trim and so forth. You must look at yourself in the mirror. What you think? Are you the ideal guy or are you oversized, brother? <laughs> so this type of things, yeah. So forget all the specifications. Take what Dean said. Limaliha, wali jamaliha, wali hasabiha, wali diniha. People will get married, look at the woman, her wealth, that how rich they are. Say, if I get married, yeah, I'll get chucked in. So already your intention is tainted, polluted. That guy marriages don't last long normally. Wali jamaliha, and you look at the beauty. After she gives birth, one child, two children, the beauty is gone already. Mm. She's no more so pretty and beautiful and so forth. Third one, wali hasabiha, that now is a famous family. They belong to the highest strata of society. You say, me, I'm a non-entity. If I get married here, even I'll get famous and so forth. Mm. You see mm. all these shaitanic thoughts. So Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, is, will always be the only rahmatul alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a mercy to the entire universe. What did he, the master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say? Look at the deen, look at the piety, look at the character. You find out, mm-hmm. do investigation and so forth. First, for bizatid deen. And then only you'll be a hundred percent successful. And if you don't do that, taribat yadak, then mm. there'll be big problems for you. Open Mishka Sharif, Mustad Ahmad. Now you want to line them up. You understand? Make one soccer team, one World Cup team. You see? Make 11 women, and then I'll see Aisha, then Jamila, then Fatima, then Zainab, and mm. then Ruqayya, and uh, then when I choose, you'll choose the wrong one. Why? Because you confuse and you're blowing other people's fuses. Oh, no. So just forget all that, brothers, your idea, your people's specifications. My one cousin asked him, uh. why are you not married? He said that I'm waiting to get married to such a woman. I never get tired of looking at her. I told her, brother, that is Hure Eid. You'll get in Jannah that. Ye is Hure Tweed. You understood? <laughs> that the women, yeah, it's not Hure Eid. How they got shortcomings. Look at yourself, how many shortcomings you got. <laughs> and you want all this here. So what are you talking about? So, brothers, our expectations mm. are too high. Remember this. And therefore, all this caused so many problems. I see the 28-year-old male says, without pride, I moved to South. I am good looking. I'm slim and trim, and I'm fair as well, Ustada. Ah, so go, you get number one, one shot. What do you want to make a soccer team for? <laughs> Ustad, you remember that sister that uh, from Cape Town, that 44 years old, uh, who was interested in our beloved brother Suleiman? And so she says that, tell uh, Suleiman, we do nice samosas as well. She makes nice samosas, Ustad, and she makes nice snook as well, Ustad. 
And you forgot the main one, and you make nice cook sisters also, <laughs> especially on Sondag. Sondag and Sunday is cook sisters, but Suleiman say no. He wants under 30. He don't want over 40 and all that. So he's looking for someone under 30 years old. He don't want somebody senior citizen like. So that's what he told me. So therefore, Kala sister, Suleiman disqualified, not interested. There's a brother saying, you start from uh, May faces. I want to get married, Mufjita, but every proposal, every proposal, uh, I go and see, uh, it gets turned down. What, what am I doing wrong, Ustad? So remember that we don't know. We're not some fortune teller or something there. Why it's getting turned down? Maybe your financial status is not there. People feel, hey, I can't give this guy. His wages is not right. Mm. Maybe you're saying you want to stay with your mother and people, the daughters today, the wives today, don't want to stay with the mother-in-law 90%, 80% of the time. Or the reason could be that they look at your qualifications or they look at your handsomeness. Or another reason could be that maybe your your salat and all that you're mm. not meticulous with. And there are many reasons, multiple reasons. But what I'm telling you is something else. You asked me, so I gave you the answer, what I think. But always I say, in life, you know, I'm now well in my 60s. So you must remember this, that in life, when negative comes, now you went propose A, B, C, turn down. You went to X, Y, Z, decline, turn down. You went to this one, turn down. Uh, see? So now, it's obvious, it's a natural thing. You say, hey, but must be I'm a bad guy. So many people turn me down and decline. You must turn the negative into a positive. Mm. Now, how are you going to do that? So now Allah wants you must read more Salat. So how many times you reading more Salat? Allah wants give out more charity. Allah wants you must start fasting more. How many qaza you got, start keeping the qaza and keep one sunnat fast also, every Mondays or Thursdays. So like that, how many qaza salat I got, let me start the qaza and I increase my nafil also. So try do this. So you're changing the negative into positive. And then you beg Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, grant me imratun, jamilatun, salihatun, such a lady, she's beautiful and she's, she's, you know, pious and so forth. So you must turn the negative into a positive and remain positive with Allah. With people, we can become negative. But with Allah, we can never become negative. A person becomes negative with Allah, he loses iman. <laughs> so husnu dhwanni billahi farzun to remain positive with all might Allah is compulsory remember this so the way I understand I don't know you but this much we can understand mm. you seem to be a person who's going now in the realm of negativity that you put it on 100% scale your positiveness now is 20-30% your negativity is gone to 60-70-80% so we want to change that my brother from negative turn into mm. positive and then I can say Ya Allah I'm married with so many so many years everything I got no children so now I just cry and complain what is going to help so say Ya Allah I look at examples our mother Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha never had children Sayyidah Bilal radiallahu anha never had children Imam Bukhari never had children in our time Hazrat Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi our Ustad also I got permission of Hadith from him so no children so Allah says no children spend more time making khidmat of deen 
So you see, so it's just a lesson I'm giving you that you must turn the negative into a positive. So then you will go far in life, brother. Allahu Akbar. The brother did he's saying your Ustadji Mufti Sab I'll be open to you that 2019 was the last that I was involved in drugs, but now I'm clean for three years. I'm now in Jamaat. I've got a very lengthy beard. Alhamdulillah, I can send you my picture, Mufti Sab, if you want. <laughs> Maybe you don't want pictures and all these things. Yeah, why? You get some Charlie Chaplin's picture or Father Christmas picture and send me. So what is going to help me? You know, it's not going to help me. And it's not permissible also. You are my brother, so mm. therefore I'm giving you. So it's a, it's a delicate matter. I got a daughter, she's 20 years old, mm-hmm. you 25, 28, 29. So now I said, fine, I will find out about your history, geography. Mm. We found the town where you are. Everybody, 90%, 80% gave bad reference. So obviously we'll say no. So before you propose and make them, you must tell that future father-in-law, this is my history, this is my geography, and now I'm telling you I changed around and so forth and so on. And then if Allah Ta'ala's mercy comes, then things will work. But when you go there, now you with your kurta and your turban and big beard, so now you look like a farishta, you <laughs> see. But then when they do the research and homework, they find out But behind the kurta was a big shaitan, you see. <laughs> That is what's happening, brother. You see? Because you're not playing your cards right. In life, you must always keep two, three cards. You You know what I mean? So your trump cards, you must play on the right occasion. That you call Moka'e Shanasi and Mardam Shanasi. You must know on which occasion what to say, and you must know how to say it in front of those people. Subhanallah, subhanallah. See, Haji Suleiman is having a good laugh, mashallah. Who said there's a sister in Nigel, she's listening to you, and she says, uh, Did Mufti Sab, uh, when proposed to Abba Fatima, did you also find out her back uh, uh, reference? Was that, and did she find your reference? Nothing, nothing. I asked my. If I tell you my story, many of you won't believe it. Uh-huh. My Masi, my mother's sister was there, my sister was there. You know, they all know I make a lot of jokes also and stories. So I told my Masi, my Masi used to love me, you know. When she meet me, she kissed me four or five Allah. times and so forth. Al-Khalatu, you know, in the hadith that come, Al-Khalatu bi manzilatil um. Mm. That the Masi, the Kala, she takes the place of her mother. So it was like that. And Al-Ammu Sinwu Abi, the Chacha, the Kaka, the paternal uncle takes the place of the father. Mm. You see, it's hadith, this both. Open Mishka Sharif, open Mustafa Ahmed. So I told her, Masti me, we say in Mammon, jokingly. Uh-huh. I say, Hane, our Takiv Yosi, Pakistani Kenjo Magalageto, our Paini Ganamasi. I said that I'm fed up and tired of the Pakistani food I'm eating now, you know. So I, meaning my stomach is also fed up now. <laughs> so I think I must get married, you see. So they said, ah, very good. Said, so just here, two streets away, three streets away, this nice girl, and they want somebody like you. Allah. Must be a Hafiz and Molana and Ali and that. And that's and that's. So what reference? They gave the reference, finish and clear. I proposed the same day. You understood? Same day, meaning I told my sister, what same day? Propose, tell them this day we get married, finish and clear. So my sister told me, no, you can't do all these kind of things here. So they, and then I get no house, no nothing. So I told them, next week we get, said, no, 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 Ramadan is coming. So after Ramadan, 10 Shawwal, the day Mustafa, Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi married Hazrat Aisha, so we got married. And after one, about a few days, they left for Karachi and then when we stayed there in 
the hotel. I used to lock her up from outside. I say, and the window was facing the street. I say, this is Karachi, look there. And they're making noise every day. They come knock the door, you don't open for anybody. The only time you leave this room if the building catch on fire. You understand? Because this is Pakistan and all that. So we have lunch or breakfast, nice, everything. I'll tell her breakfast, uh, lunchtime, I'll be back. I have to organize a visa. I have to look for a house. I'm going to look for pots and pans. I'm going to look for 101 things. Allah. In three days, Allah, Allah fixed everything up for us. And then we stayed. We moved from there. So that is what happened. Everything two. Two teaspoons, two spoons, two cups, two sauces. Like that, everything two, two. If four visitors come, they must wait. By Padia and them came there to wait. You understood? He came four of them. Haji Bhai Padia, Haji Abu Arbi and all of them. Mm-hmm. So that is how life is. Always you must start from the bottom. Then Allah will take you to the top. But mm-hmm. our mentality, I want to start on top. I want to become the captain. I want to become the chairman. I want to become the trustee. From top we want to. Now how is it going to work like that? So always you go for the bottom. Then you be sincere. Allah will elevate you. So mm-hmm. that is how it works. So mm-hmm. must remember that. Allah Akbar. 21 minutes to 12 o'clock. Let's go for an ad. When we come back, we will inshallah continue with the bliss of marriage. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. When it's uh, 17 minutes to 12, there's a brother who starts from Nigel, they want Mufti Sab's tafsir. How do we get it? Do we buy it to start or not? Anonymous brother from Nigel. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. You don't have to buy anything. Just today also I sent it to somebody with Allah's help and mercy. So from Surah Fatiha, right till the ending of the 29th Supara, we've got all recorded with the grace and mercy of Allah. Send me a WhatsApp message and just put tafsir. And that's all you have to put. And we will send it to you gratis. You understand? Free of charge. So you got 29 Jews, 29 Suparas there. And today, inshallah, that we are starting Surah Takweer. So we finished already three Surahs of the 30th Supara, Surah Naba, Ammayt Sa'alun, Surah Nazi'at, and Surah Abasa. So today we're starting is a Shamsukuvirat, Surah Takweer. So my brother, we can send you, inshallah, in the afternoon you will receive it. So on what number? Just send me a message, a WhatsApp message, 071-888-1184. 071-888-1184. And just put tafsir, don't put long, long stories there. And those of you beyond the borders of South Africa, plus 27-71-888-1184. It's free, 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 don't worry. And inshallah, we send it to you and make dua for us, make dua for the ummat, make dua for Marqa Sahaba. Ameen, ameen, summa, ameen. <clears throat> Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, my husband wants me to change my name. He says my name means snake. Can I have my name changed, Ustad, anonymous sister? And make dua for our Sirius FM also, they with us, and ameen. Ansar also, they do programs with us. Allah Ta'ala accept us all. So we don't know what is your name. Snake is Hayya, Hayya Tuntas'a. Snake is to Oban, so you must remember this. So I don't know, maybe your name, their parents gave you Urdu name, Samp. Samp is in Urdu for snake, you understood. So in Islam, see, this is what you must understand. 
Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said authentic hadith Abu Dawood Bishka Sharif innakum tud'awna yawm al-qiyamah bi asma'ikum wa asma'i abaikum verily you will be called by your name and your father's name your biological father all of you who are adopted by ABC XYZ you won't be called by your adopted father mm. you will be called by your biological father's name fa'ahsinu asma'akum hence choose good names so we don't know what is your name but the name doesn't have to be Arabic remember that it can be Arabic it can be Urdu it can be Persian it can be English but obviously Arabic name will be much better and suitable for us as Muslims the meaning has to be good so that is what we understand See Shabnam. Shabnam means the dew, the early morning dew. It's not an Arabic name. So like that, 101 names you will find that it is non-Arabic but good meaning and it's acceptable, no problem. <clears throat> Somebody says uh, Ustad, that uh, my husband beats me up every day when we get visitors. He tells them that the marks I have on my face and body is jinn. That a fight with is the jinn that a fight with. How do I tell him it is he who beats me up? Anonymous Ustad. But for what you're staying in that marriage, you must go straight even now, go to the police station and tell them at least this they take very serious gender violence and so forth and abusing, battering a wife and women and so forth. So you go, Islam never allows that the wife must become, you know, a punching bag and so forth. Absolutely haram it is and so forth. And obviously he's taking undue advantage so if you too frightened to, to contact your brother contact your father your uncle or whoever or your molana or whoever and tell them that this is what this man is doing and so forth jinnats are attacking you and so forth and he's crazy or what every day or even once a week or every second day third day so people like that there's only one place for them strong to straight to jail no two questions no two opinions on that issue so that is my mashura to you uh, Ustad, somebody says, of course, it's not a question for the blessed says, can we read Maghrib Namaz when the Adhan is still going on or must we wait for Adhan to finish Ustad? You can start reading, for example, you ladies, you are at home and the Adhan started and then you want to start your Maghrib Salat, so totally permissible. For the men, obviously, we are in the masjid, so we have to wait for the Adhan to finish and then the Imam will go in front and thereafter, remember, we read behind the Imam. But there also, there are three issues. Some people, some Imams and some Muazin are so much in a hurry, so they don't even give us 30 seconds, one minute to read the duas after Adhan. So that is totally wrong. Remember that. Some places, the Imam will give you two, three, four, five minutes. It's very good. They do that. Why? Because today is not the old South Africa. It's all multicultural. So you got Hanafis, you got Shafis, you got Malikis, you got Hanbalis, you got Salafis, you got other one characters so you must remember the hadith in Bukhari Sharif Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatain Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatain Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatain insha'ah so after the adhan and before the maghrib salat two rakats is sunnah and especially according to Shafis and Hanbalis in them so if the imam knows that there are certain Shafi'is certain Hanbalis then it's good they give them chance and in the Haramain Sharif I myself how many times I read it why you can read that if you're in Makkah you read Tawaf you can read your Salatu Tawaf if you are you're there you got Qaza you can read your 
qada. So many different type of salat you can read. They give you five minutes there or so in the haram. And third one is that if you're following the Hanafi school, so at least wait 30 seconds or so. The people after Adhan can read the du'as <coughs> properly and then you start the salat. I don't understand why there's so much in the hurry. You will see so many masajid. If you want to read the sunnah du'as after Adhan, you can't read it because Imam Sab himself, I don't know, he don't know the du'as or he don't want to practice on it. It's totally mm. wrong. Well, I think the brother is not understanding. He's from Lens South. He says, uh, Mufti Sab, a, a widow's husband passed away five months ago. She is pregnant. Can I marry her before the child is born? A river brother from Lens South to start. Totally haram, my brother. Once that lady's husband passed away, so remember that, and she's pregnant. Mm. So it's obvious that who impregnated her? Her husband. So her iddat will only end when she gives birth to the baby. This is enshrined, mentioned in the Noble Quran, chapter 65, surah 65, surah talaq on divorce, verse 4. وَأُولَاتُ الْأَحْمَالِ حَمْلَهُنْ And remember when you give birth, so that will be the ending of the iddat. For you to marry her, totally haram, and for you to have contact with her, totally haram. You go there and tell her, come, I give you a massage there, but your stomach, your stomach is paining. Come, I give you a massage on your back and all that, your back is paining. You want to be the good Samaritan. It's all haram what you are doing. So you are talking with her, you are sending messages to her, you want to marry her, all absolutely haram all that there. You must wait now till she gives birth and after that there will be nifas and all these things, maximum 40 days, Hanafis and Hanbalis and Shafi'is and Malikis, 60 days is maximum. Then you think of getting married and so forth if she agrees and her father or brother and them agree. Subhanallah. I see Nigel is listening to Mufti Sab uh, this morning. Another one from Nigel says, Mufti Sab, everything lies in Allah's hands. Good, bad, happy, sad. We are rivets, husband and wife. Do we have to remarry now that we are Muslim Ustad? MashaAllah, that you were Hindus, you were Christians, ABC faith, both of you embrace Islam. So my question to you, when you were Hindus, Christian, then remember you went through some form of ceremony or marriage ceremony, whether in the temple, whether in the church, whether at the house, and now both of you embrace Islam, then you don't have to renew nikah, nothing like that, and all your children will be considered as legitimate children. Yes. If you will live in lovers that you're just were living in and you were loving, you know, lovers like today, so many times it happens, and then you got two, three, four children, there was nothing, no form of marriage ceremony, no in the church, no in the temple, no at home, and you were just making children, so then the children would be illegitimate, and because there was no ceremony, so now you have to perform a new nikah. So just answer this question to me, you, my brother and sister in Islam. I think 99% that when you were non-Muslim, Hindu, Christian, whatever, you all did get married somewhere. Is that correct or not? Just say yes or no. Did you get married? Yes, Mr. Yeah, finished. So once you got married, no need for new nikah, nothing like that. All that. What is the wisdom of Islam in this? Mm-hmm. Let's say you all got married. And you got married, right? Now let's say hypothetically, for argument's sake, that Islam says that you must perform a new nikah. So it means that all your children are illegitimate then. 
You see, mm. so Islam don't want that. Islam says we will recognize that marriage of yours, that when you are non-Muslim in the church, in the temple, synagogue, wherever it happened, in the city center, civic center, wherever, and your children are all legitimate. So therefore, no need for new nikah, and you keep on listening to us. And you know, my good friend is there, my cousin is there, Babu. You all know mm. Babu, the tire man. So you must remember <laughs> that, <laughs> the exhaust man and all that, Babu Suleiman. So you contact him, they Nigel Almalkin home, you know. Mm. So inshallah, then he will tell you, if you need decoder, you need whatever, then we'll send one for you, inshallah. MashaAllah. Babu Bai, he's a very, very good man, mashallah. Ustad. I hope he's listening to us. Somebody says, Ustad, uh, my parents, they think they own me, uh, Muftisab. Why do they have a right to deprive me of the boy I want to marry? I will elope if they don't, and no one is going to stop me. Ustad. You see, my sister, it's not your parents think they own you. It's not your parents think that. Your parents always want the best for you. Mm. But you, my daughter, my sister, because of your arrogance, mm. because of your ignorance, so now you think, no, I will get married to this person and so forth. So what Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah taught us, that the person, the thing you love, it makes you not only blind, it makes you deaf also. What they stole from us, they said in English, love is blind. They stole half and left the other portion. Islam says, open Mishka Sharif, love is blind and deaf. So when they're telling you, you don't want to listen. And then the second hadith, authentic in Mishka Sharif, in Tirmidhi Abu Dawood, la nikaha illa biwaliyin. So you say you want to elope with him, then you will sleep with him. And <laughs> then when you get the parcel, then you will have abortion. So see what you're doing. You're going to commit zina, you get 100 lashes for that. Then when you get a child, you will make abortion and then you'll be committing murder and then when you're not happy then when some big argument takes place you want to come back running to your father and them so your father mother is one parent you have so islam says you must love them respect them even if they wrong you must still listen to them so you must listen not in haram things but sometimes they make the wrong decision so you can't say no dad i will never speak to you and so forth nay so that is islam my sister so what you are suggesting is hundred percent you went to school you went to college you went varsity whatever so you're thinking just like the non-muslim lady so that is your problem remember that your name is maryam but your thought process is like mary go to your father mother and cry and apologize kiss their hand and say i got nothing to do with this boy i severed all ties with him and i want your duas and i want your blessing then you will see how you will progress in life i see i think the sister is upset to start she's 21 years of age and she says but nobody forced our parents and nobody forced you move up when you wanted to get married now why this will start remember what islam is saying i'm giving you all the references and so forth but if you want shaitan in your head then mm. nobody can stop you if you are to go that way then it's your choice but don't come crying tomorrow and blame your parents and blame us we telling you what is best for you and that boy you marrying is you interested mm. in is bad news for you. 
I see there's one of our beloved brothers who loves Marcus Sahaba. He says, did Muftisab know about uh, the message going around about that World Cup answer you gave to that brother, Ustad? But Muftisab said nothing wrong. Ustad, why are they making our name bad, Ustad? So it's foolish, that person, that Umar story. Umar said that you must remember that their iman is weak yeah, and he right. will fight and become shaheed. So his foolishness is, is 100% pride and arrogance on his part. Mm. 100 people, 50 people in a masjid there. So you must remember this, that he says their iman is weak, but his iman is strong. But Quran says, Fala So you must remember that, that don't cry and purify yourself. Only all knows who got through taqwa. This morning somebody sent it to me. I said, this is what the man said. And therefore I told him, you got a big mouth. And I'm repeating it now. <laughs> and remember that he is self-pontification. You call that in English. You must remember he's adopting the holier-than-thou attitude and thinking that I'm the good guy and all these guys, they're very poor guys as far as Iman goes and so forth. Go and read Quran. Surah 53 and verse number 32. So that is what Quran says. And then they got their seekers of truth. I say such mujahideen you are, you can't even give your name. You're hiding your people's name behind, yes. your, behind your wife's underwear. You understand? <laughs> That's the answer I gave them. So you must remember, for what you're hiding your name behind <laughs> your wife's underwear. You understood? So if Umar is listening or Umar's friend is listening, you must tell him what you said by it smacks of arrogance and mm. ignorance and it's against the Quran. And I'm telling you again, you got the big mouth for nothing. Mm. Allahu Akbar. Ustad, it's a minute uh, before 12 o'clock. Just before we go uh, for your messages, Ustad, uh, the sister says, uh, the one that got a proposal from Australia, she says, Jim Muftisab, we just called it off. Alhamdulillah, now they, they, the people in Australia want Muftisab's number. They want to speak to you because they say it is permissible selfie, Ustad. So you must remember selfie, all that, all haram, not permissible. Don't need to phone me. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.